Welcome to another episode of Oh, I Love That Too. It's episode five, and today we are talking all about people who inspire us. Media figures, people who've been inspirational in a media sense, characters. Today we're talking about the inspiration they've given to us as individuals. I'm Amara of Amara in Seattle, and my co-host, my wonderful friend, Dania Aosi. Hey, welcome back, guys. Um, I'm super excited about this episode. I think that, you know, it's it media in general, like a lot of people inspire mm-hmm. us uh, being kids that, you know, are into pop culture. And I say kids loosely because neither <laughs> of us are actually children. Shh, don't tell. Um, <laughs> shh. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things like I know I don't know about you, but I feel like I pull inspiration from like every walk of life yeah. like we were just talking about podcasts we're like digging mm-hmm. across and we'll do that on another episode but like my interests are very wide widespread mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sure that same 100 i can't sure. talk right now <laughs> that's not good but um, yeah no yeah totally that's true but for me it's, too it's Exactly. And it ranges widespread. So I get inspiration from a lot of different areas. So we thought this would be a cool, like, little little episode for you guys to kind of mull over. Um, yeah. yeah. So one of the people, like, we've talked about her a little bit before, and I think it's a good place to start. One of the big media figures that is inspirational to me, and I'd be willing to guess is also inspirational for Dania, is Lucille Ball. Lucy was progenerative because of the things she did on screen, because she was a lady comedian who really brought the fire. And for me, one of the most amazing things, I was once on, I want to say it was the Universal Studios lot. I think she was a Universal gal. Okay, Daniel's Daniel's shaking her head yes. So I know that's right then. Um, And I sat on the lot and they were talking about how Lucy was so busy. She was such a multitasker that she'd be like taking a phone call and she'd run the phone cord because it's a long time ago down out of the window onto this like like little bench that was there where her daughter would be playing in the yard and she'd like take business calls from there from her office while she watched her kid that's a girl boss right there that's what i could see yeah <laughs> so um and yeah, I always, totally as somebody who's always doing like 13 things at a time i was like oh yeah yeah that's that's the kind of like woman i want to be is someone who's got that kind of like rock and roll get it done attitude I think I might be the first person ever to call Lucille Ball rock and roll. Except maybe Lucille Ball. I don't know. You don't I think, think so? she's pretty cool. She was. No, she was super cool. And she did such great media work. She's a fiery ginger. Yeah, she was. She was a model for a little while. She was a movie star. And then she was Lucy. She was a blonde model, which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. She was not a redhead by trade. Or, like, by nature. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I I definitely respect... I I pull some inspiration from like the innovators Mm -hmm. the women that came into an industry that was predominantly older white male Mm -hmm. and said screw your rules like i'm gonna i'm gonna make this my space and you can either move over or get run over Mm -hmm. like there's no way around it and lucille ball was definitely one of those people um and I think, like, we're getting more and more... It's it's more acceptable now for a woman to stand in the light of media mm-hmm. and say, these are my beliefs and these are what I stand for. And you're seeing that a lot with the Time's Up movement. A lot of women standing up and saying, like, this is unacceptable. It needs to change. And, you know, men are backing them on that. But, you know, back then it was... 
even like when you look at Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. she was like the ultimate hustler. Nobody really gives her the credit. You know, she had a lot of mental health issues and addiction issues, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely. that woman ran Hollywood right. for a very specific purpose. She was a sex symbol, but like she had the keys to the kingdom when a lot of women didn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's there's definitely some inspiration to be drawn from the early innovators in media. Yeah. Um, so for me, okay. So dating me the face is like go, Mara, go. Um, so the uh, one of the other like innovators that's a little bit further down the line that I was thinking about just recently, partially because I'm rewatching it right now, is the Mary Tyler Moore show and Mary Tyler Moore specifically. Um, I love Mary. I have always loved Mary. I think of my life through, I think, a 70s lens sometimes because of watching the Mary Tyler Moore show when I was growing up. Not just because there was Mary Tyler Moore, but because there was also Rhoda and there was Phyllis. There were these three powerhouse women in three totally different ways in that show. Um, And Mary was very famous for having come from the Dick Van Dyke show, another female comedian, and a woman who stepped up to saying, I want a career that I'm building myself. So Mary's really inspirational to me, but also because, man, did she have timing. She and Lucy both just timing. Never, never got into the Mary Tyler Moore show. I'll have to send you like a specific episode. They're real digestible. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I kind of remember the premise, like she was a producer on a TV show, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, That was like her character. I always grew up really respecting uh, Carol Burnett. Oh, yeah, I love Carol. She was one of those that, like, I was just so in love with her. She was so funny, and she had such, like, grace, and she wasn't the classic Hollywood beauty, but it still, she made it work, and, um, yeah, I really, I loved her. And they're bringing that back. Someone that... They're bringing back the Carol Burnett show. I read that somewhere. No, they're not. I swear I read that recently. Well, they, they brought it back for, like, a Christmas episode. I want to tell you this like is a in thing. in her late 70s. You guys tweet Dania constantly I mean, if they're bringing it back. Tweet her all the all the news announcements. She'll be excited. Yes, please. I mean, if they are and you know about it, tweet me. Absolutely. At Dania Aussie or at <laughs> Oh, I Love That Too right. because I want to know. I'm obsessed with that show. Yeah. And good for her. If she's, you know, because she's older. Yeah. and she, uh, th- But she still look good. And she's, and she's brassy. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I think one of the things that was really unique about Carol Burnett is, yeah, there were, you're totally right, even among, like, female comedians, she went there. She'd do, yeah. like, she, in essence, was willing to do things that I guess today would kind of equate to, like, I hate to use this parallel, Amy Schumer. Like, in yeah. that she would do, like, the burping and the talking about things that were less graceful and all the things that... She did comedy like a man. She was... Carol Burnett and Joan Rivers were very on that mm-hmm. same level of this brass, crass, it's comedy. I'll talk about it if it relates to mm-hmm. me. And, um, you know, it really, that's what I loved about yeah. it. It was just very authentic and very real. Yeah. And, like, you know, women are not these demure little deer that sit around and, like, ponder things like it, butterflies and rainbows it, like we burp we fart we talk we swear we you know have opinions on sex and like these women really at a time where it was unacceptable mm-hmm. stood up and said these are my thoughts i think and i'm funny and I'm funny and p.s i'm funny um i <laughs> p.s i'm funny is a different podcast i don't yet run um, so I think one of the things that's interesting, as you brought up um, specifically, oh, come on, you just said her name. So Carol Burnett and... Carol Burnett. 
Joan Rivers. Oh, Joan, right. Okay, so Joan Rivers, I didn't really ever find her comedy all that amusing until Mm -hmm. I started learning about her history, and then I found her fascinating. To that end, if we're going to talk, we're going to talk about lady comedians. Let's talk about one that I don't think it's enough of a swing nowadays. Rita. Rita was amazing. Um, I have no idea who that uh, is. So, Coach me. So Rita, uh, most famously from SNL, um, just an amazing, amazing character comedian, and she kind of went there. She was from the same class of SNL that um, uh, Andy. Oh man, I'm just not doing good with names today. That um, Andy, like Man in the Moon, Andy was from. It was really out there time in general. Um, and she just did amazing, like, crazy characters, wild hairdos, just totally all over the place. And it's fascinating. She died from cancer eventually, but her entire story is just really fascinating. And I think maybe that's part of it is like, I love the story, an epic story of a person's life that's also true. Oh, yes. Okay, I know who she is. Yeah. Sorry, I just Googled her. I recognize her face. I'm. I am one of the weird people that I just, I don't connect to SNL the way I should. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I watch it occasionally, I laugh, I chuckle, then I move on. It's not something I really watch every week and enjoy. Um, And it's hard to go back and watch SNL from, like, previous generations, like, going back to the beginning. Because, yes, you have these amazing comedians that went on to do, like, really powerful things. But, like, it's so rooted in, like, the pop culture of that time. They're like, I don't get oh, most I know, of it. <laughs> I know why I couldn't remember her last name. Because I kept calling her by a character name. Gilda yeah. Radner played Rita. Oh, there yeah. It is. Gilda Radner. So sorry, guys. Um, we didn't. We previously <laughs> discussed that we did not do all the research we needed to do ahead of them. So, spoilers. That's the case. We're going off the cuff on this one. It's a little punk rock, just like our subject. But I want to say I have a friend that actually like worked with her in in college because yeah. she re- she died recently right in the last like five or ten years she, i mean relatively recently yeah yeah maybe i'm off but i i really do think that anyway yeah gilda radner i i know that gilda. name. i just didn't know the character, character but she does a character um, named rita that's the one with like the triangular hair i kept going in my mind because <laughs> my brain kept going rita hayward and i'm like no that's not who you're talking about what's going on there yeah she had the triangular <laughs> hair and uh, she had, like, a really sassy attitude. She did characters that were just, like, they were so mm-hmm. out there and they tried. And sometimes they weren't the greatest and she just got up and did it again. And there's something to yeah. that. Y'all, any of you who study the hustle, there is something to get up and try it again. In art, in yeah. life, in business, in general. I mean, it's better to fail and come back than to just not try and wonder why it's not working. That is, the that is I think, something almost all podcast people would agree with. Just go. Just do it. <laughs> do it. It's time. Um, yeah. No, so more of a contemporary one mm-hmm. and something that I think um, she may not be like a top level um, inspirational figure, mm-hmm. but Reese Witherspoon hmm. in the last decade has really become someone that I really look up to and I really aspire to because she started um, a movement to bring more female-centric books to movie Mm -hmm. form. So you have like Big Little Lies, she did Wild, Um, she's got all kinds of movies out there, but not only is she in front of the camera, she's this really powerful producer Mm -hmm. and really out there um, 
kind of just like killing the game. Yeah. She started her production company, which is uh, Pacific Standard. And I like when I was still working in the industry and like to this day, if they walked up to me and said, hey, do you want to go get lunch and clean our toilets? I'd be like, when do I start? And <laughs> can I do it for free? Um, <laughs> because it really is something that like just the idea that she stepped up, she saw a need in the industry for producers mm-hmm. and women um, centric stories because we are such a big demographic. Um, and she was like, you know, fuck that noise. I'm going to start making it. I'm going to start doing those things and I'm going to start creating it on my own. And look at all of the material that she's brought forth that otherwise wouldn't be made. And she's had immense success from it. And so, yeah, like just her and her business partner at the time, which they've since parted ways, but just like the idea of like two women stepping up and starting a production company was just really inspiring to me. And to have such success afterwards, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I think Wild was nominated for either a Golden Globe or an Academy Award, one of the two. And that was like one of the first movies that they really brought forth. So she is definitely someone that I, I respect. And watching her in interviews and watching her kind of like engage, she's so down to earth mm-hmm. and she's so realistic in like her perception of who she is versus like who the world thinks she is and it's just really refreshing I think more and more we're kind of the world of media and like social media and like having to be putting out content constantly Mm -hmm. is breeding this generation of actors that can't hide Yeah, they can't be anything but authentic because of the amount of digital content that the audience demands for them to be relevant you know it was like in lucille balls yeah and in lucille balls era you know she was able to kind of hide the dramas of her life which were extensive so yeah yeah, and i think yeah and nowadays it's like if you have a drug addiction like the world knows Mm -hmm. you're not hiding that you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, people so, talk about it openly. They're like, oh, this is going bad. I wish that would cut down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think also, like, it just makes those people that are super down to earth and authentic just shine that much brighter. It's interesting you brought up when you were talking about Reese Witherspoon, like, just starting to talk about her. Immediately, my brain went, you should say something about Gina Davis. Um, Gina Davis has been doing a lot of work in terms of the same kind of thing, like trying to support women in acting and in in not just acting, in the entire gamut of the film industry lately. And um, I also found her really inspiring. I really loved A League of of Their Own when I was little, Um, so much so that I could probably will not do it for everyone, but could sing the theme song right now and aspire to have one of those peach outfits someday. But um, I, uh, I found I find Gina Davis's not just work, but her work as a professional really inspiring. When that shows up in my feeds randomly, I'm always kind of like, go get it, get it, do it. Home run. Yeah, and on it, you know, I I've recently become obsessed with um, <laughs> um, Emmy Rossum, hmm. 
and um, her Snapchats are like, or not Snapchat, uh, Instagram stories mm-hmm. are hilarious. <laughs> she had this whole thing where like she found a spider in her house and she stepped on it. And then like two hours later came on Snapchat and was like, I am so sorry. I feel like an awful human being. Like, and had this whole like moment of realization of like, oh God, I probably shouldn't have reacted that way. <laughs> and, but like another, she's another character that, or another person, not character, mm-hmm. um, another person that, you know, the whole, the whole thing about her, she really is like a headliner on Shameless. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't watch that show, the premise is William H. Macy is this like dysfunctional father and he has six kids and they are just like scrappy and they con people and it's just like a really fun show Mm -hmm. but she is the lead yeah and it came out recently that she was making less money than William H. Macy and she stood up and was like this is unacceptable yeah and I think you see that across Hollywood of like these women that are like physically like actually um risking their career because Mm -hmm. when you step up and you speak like that you better have a lot of clout to back it up otherwise suddenly you become Mm -hmm. the problem child or you're (laughs) quote-unquote difficult to work with the character falls down a well or something it's bad (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's something that like it's realistic that you know as much as people say like oh the digital era is flushing out um the the old white man in Hollywood. It is to an extent, but there is still like a heavy-handed blackballing mm. going on. Like, you know, I doubt you're going to see Rose McGowan in much more than a documentary in the next five years, which is unfortunate, because she's a good actress. Yeah, she is. You know, so it's like, there's just... Hollywood doesn't like having a, sh- a spotlight shine behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So any of the women that kind of stand up and say, hey, look at me... I really respect because you're you're making a choice that you know this issue is more important than your longevity mm-hmm. and hopefully your longevity keeps going because you're a role model and I respect what you're saying and you need to keep saying it like you go girl right you know what totally. I mean um so you mentioned like social media finds and so snapchat this is I don't know that much about Kat Dunnings as a just a, like standout actress, but I do know she's gorgeous. That she's, oh, she's lovely, and that I love the way I love the character, the tropey things she likes to play around with. But she's also a quiet YouTube creator and a quiet really? like yeah Snapchat or she used to be. Um, she used to do all that stuff. It, she's an artist who I likes to it. play with art. So like. She I love made it. very strange YouTube videos, and I think she'd be okay with me saying they're pretty strange. Um, and mm-hmm. she just kind of made art that was like very true, like very true. Mm-hmm. Like this is a bemusing idea. Maybe it's something I don't know. And I always found that really inspiring because of mm-hmm. the fact that when you get involved in things like social media and the quest for authenticity, often is counterbalanced by the quest for maintain your current an audience audience and that's hard yeah. because the truth is unless you find your people you're dealing with people who are gonna hop ship when you're not doing the same thing over and over again so but that's that's a big youtube discussion yeah. but I, I really find her inspiring as someone who like i've seen decide to make art just because it's fun just because it will be mm-hmm. enjoyable just for her friends just for herself and i think that's something really important to never lose as an artist of any variety mm-hmm. 
So in a way, Kat Dunning's also, I think she's just great, but there's that. Well, and I think also, like, you see these characters and these people that are, they've maintained success, they've achieved that pinnacle mm-hmm. of what people are striving for and then at like you're saying it is it's a risk to kind of step outside of the archetype or the bubble that the world has defined you by right. and say no I stand here mm-hmm. and you know it's very similar to like what Joseph Gordon-Levitt did he we mm-hmm. talked about him in the last episode um or two episodes ago um yeah but he he kind of stepped up and with the whole hit record thing he kind of flipped media on its ear at a time when it like hit record started social media was just beginning it was pretty new um so it was an innovation it was an innovation that was dangerous though too because like what he has proposed with that whole project proposes is free exchange and free exchange yeah. is not getting paid for. And getting paid for is what big studios do, which we all know, yeah. right? Money is the way businesses work. But he kind of was like, I, Wait I'm, a more, what? I'm more interested in the idea of creating a place where people can play with things and not worry about copyrights yeah. and not worry about all these other things that force you to only make certain kinds of art, that it created mm-hmm. a much more like conversational piece there. I'm really fascinated Absolutely. by his project. I actually went to one of the, we mentioned this, live screenings once. Um, Cool. The, and we should do that if we ever have one and we're in the same place we should go um, we Done. can shoot the podcast in the middle of it just sit down on the floor um, <laughs> so I would love that I, if you guys would listen to podcasts that maybe like don't have the greatest audio or whatever but we're like on the ground somewhere like let us know because I would love to get experimental with this I stuff. think so too and in fact let's just say ahead of time that we're gonna we'll at least do one of these at some point and we'll call it the on the ground like it'll be like oh I love that too on the ground that's what we'll call that yes um so yeah I, I want to start traveling with you girl yes I feel like we have fun when we're together like we <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this but we're like She's in Seattle. I'm in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like, we shoot this via Google Hangouts every week. Yeah. So that's why we we attend to talk over each other. It's mostly because we can't see each other. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, we met in L.A. very briefly. And, like, I have to admit, and this is probably going to get a little sappy, mm-hmm. and this leads into the conversation, but you are one of my inspirations. Oh, so, I like... <laughs> You were one of the people that, like, I met at the very beginning of my YouTube journey. Like, we met on a Facebook group, and it was very, like, I, up until that point, had never responded to, like, a YouTube situation or, like, someone posting, like, hey, let's hang out. And I was still in the face of, like, YouTube's weird. Like, I want to make videos. I want to be in this world, but I don't want to, like, be in this world. And she was also in the, like, the traditional film industry at the time. It's worth noting. (laughs) So, like, for her, this was Um, a big jump. Yeah, it's a pretty big jump. And, like, who knows? You know, I could just decide to straddle that line. I'm I'm thinking that now. But um, it really is something that... Like, I I reached out... She reached out and was like, hey, anyone want to get coffee? And in that moment, I, like, gut reaction was like, I do. And let's do it. And she was in L.A. And we met up for coffee. And it was probably super awkward. I remember walking out of that thing being like, I was really weird. Oh, really? I do. And it's so funny because, like, just this speaks to who I am as a person. But I remember leaving it and being like, meeting people like Dania is why I'm doing this. (laughs) No, and that's great. Like, I knew I liked you. I knew that, like, we would probably be friends. But, like, there's a certain level of 
am I so like when for me personally I had to go through this journey of like starting YouTube mm-hmm. and like being like okay A who do I want to be for the internet <laughs> and how can I combine that into who I really am so it's authentic and it's real mm-hmm. and are those two things the same person and where do I kind of figure that out and then to like have that collide with someone who you know at that point I was making vlogs with friends that I have known for years Mm -hmm. and I was comfortable in front of them and then to meet someone and collide with that and like have you were just like such a big personality and so like (laughs) comfortable in in your skin and then to like you kind of introduced me you were like you know I knew social media I knew YouTube I knew you know the film industry Mm -hmm. but I knew the mechanics and the business of it you introduced me to like the love of it yeah like well because it's a, and the you community just love social media so much the culture i mean i yeah. it's it's true i mean both it's the culture both of yeah. us do work in social media outside of this like in in our lives across across all the many you know things we juggle um and dania often will say things to me like oh you don't have to use hashtags when you're talking to me like we had that in an earlier chat today because it's just it's part of the conversational way i use language now um because I'm such, like, a social media girl. Like, I'm such a community person. Oh. I'm always like, remember, I'll make you comments, and I'll be like, hashtag kidding. And you'll be like, hashtags aren't necessary for our texting. <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah, no, I know. So it was just kind of this weird, like, introduction. Like, you definitely are not someone that... It's not a toe-in-the-water type of person. <laughs> Amara is not that person. She's kind of like I'm a dropkick into the deep end, and um, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. And that's what I love about you. But it was very much like I'm glad that you were my first, like, quote-unquote YouTube oh, friend. Because it really did kind of introduce me to this. We have enough... Okay, let me, like, really pick my words wisely because I don't want to, like, offend anyone. But, no, fuck it. I I had a um, an opinion that, like, YouTube creators were, like, these weird, mousy little humans that sat behind a camera. And that's true some of the time. But to meet someone with, like, actual EQ and, like social skills outside of it was like really refreshing i was like okay maybe there is a space for me in this world I'm so glad. um so yeah it's been really fun kind of like working with you and you know you're definitely more like bubbly network queen than i am i'm more of like hey you're cool let's hang out and you're like hi i'm amara in seattle and i have three channels and blah, blah, blah. yeah and so that's a little different but definitely like you're one of those people that i'm like She's no, cool. totally. And it's a an inspiration in a competitive kind of way. Like not a negative yeah. kind of way, but like you you were a friend that that pushes me to strive for more. I'm so glad. Like and and that's true with you also. I I think that I think that one of the really and I mean, I just kind of want to like take us back to that place. This is such a weird like turn we've taken, but that's fine. I want to take us back <laughs> to that place and like it's not that long ago, Dania. That you and I were sitting there going, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could, like, use YouTube to build things or to do things together? And here we are, like, we didn't even, we'd never talked about podcasts until it just naturally happened. Until mm-hmm. Dania, who's such a such a great producer and she's so passionate about as much, uh, like, in the front of camera stuff as she is behind the scenes stuff. She's just tremendous Thank at all you. of that. And when I was like... Hey, I, I, you know, I would love it if these conversations we had had a home because I think that they're 
they're enriching to me. Honestly, the first people mm-hmm. we made this podcast for was so that the both of us could go back and kind of revisit those things. And mm-hmm. then we just started thinking about, like, what does a podcast mean to Dania Aosi as a brand and to Amara in Seattle as a brand? And in the future, spoilers, Amara Doomlau as a brand. And um, mm-hmm. and I think that it's so it's so incredibly lovely to have a friend because it, in this way, because my background's all in business and her like my professional background is all business all the time. Social entrepreneurship and international business and communication. And your background is in the film industry. And it has not only turned out to be like a great friendship, but it has turned out to be a like really great place to learn things as I struggle mm-hmm. over audio problems sometimes. And she can walk me through them. <laughs> And I, you know, it's just cool. Yeah, so yeah. if you're if you're thinking about going, no, I love you more. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, if you're thinking about going into like digital media yeah. or the that capacity in any way, like we had a, a twenty or thirty minute conversation before we hit record mm-hmm. about really like the collaboration and pulling inspiration not only from people that have achieved ahead of you, but pulling inspiration from the people around you. Yeah. Like I am really kind of as I've gotten older learning like I really do believe in the idea of you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with the most Mm -hmm. and you know it's when going into an area like this it's very easy to have all of these creative ideas and have all of these you know I want to do this and I want to achieve this and I want to do this and then kind of get distracted like ooh shiny and Mm -hmm. I think having people around you that you know, I have Amara saying, okay, well, we need to structure this. Like, how are we going to brand this? And I'm the person that she comes to when she's like, okay, well, maybe we should do a podcast. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go teach myself audition. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those things that having those people to like play off of and really, um, push yourself to inspire yourself <laughs> more, I think is a really key thing about, just where our world's going yeah. in general as far as media. Find your people. I mean, I think yeah. that's that's the goal when you have a YouTube channel. It's the goal when you have a podcast. It's the goal when you're a person. Find your people. But it's hard. Because it and it is hard. It's very, it's very hard. hard to find your people. But when you maybe it's I don't know. The piece that I would think of here is kind of the lesson is be open to the fact that you should sometimes say to people, hey, I'm interested in what you're doing. I'm inspired by what you're doing. And let create opportunities for the possibility of a person that is inspiring to you or a person that is in the place that you're at to become that person. Because mm-hmm. it's not easy to say, I mean, I'm very, I'm infamously social, as you heard her say. Dania even said the thing that's like an inside joke with a number of our friends at VidCon. Like, I always, hi, I'm Amara, Amara of these three channels, etc. Like, it's kind of a thing that happens. By the end of the week, you literally can repeat her spiel. It's great. But, <laughs> it's such hardcore branding. Thank you. I love it. I'm, my business school is very happy to hear that that worked out. But um, <laughs> but I also think that there's there's a real truth to the fact that like you have to be open to the possibility of good people and the person that you meet being the next person to inspire you and i think that's where we well, found each also, other absolutely and i think you also have to be open and this is more of the realist side of me coming into yeah. it but like you have to be open to say like i care about you as a friend i don't want to work with you and that that's <laughs> yeah. hard it's hard to find Are you breaking people up with that me on the podcast like live? And, 
<laughs> I just I just don't think we can do this anymore. No, honestly, no, like okay. I've I've kind of experienced so many people that have a the best line in my favorite movie is there's a lot of great almost. Oh. You know, yeah. and it, it's not a bad a bad thing. It's not a bad that you don't have you can't be friends with someone. You can't you know, you can pull inspiration from people and then realize that they're all cup uh, all frosting and no cupcake. Yeah. And that doesn't make them a bad person. It just makes them a bad business partner. Girl. And I think that... Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. And I think that pulling, finding someone that you enjoy talking to, like, we hit record and we talk for 30, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and then we hang up and we continue to talk. Mm-hmm. So it's like having that kind of inspiration and that, you know, we can all have our... our friend crushes and the people that we inspire to be in business and in life but then you also look around and if you're not inspired by the people around you you need to change something up i there's like a problem 100 percent agree i could not agree more with this and dania knows like on a like on an interpersonal level i around this is so much sharing around the time i started doing youtube i went through a number of like big life changes in that recent space and it created a situation where i was ready for different people to be around and I had this amazing thing that started happen happening when I started listening to the part of me that was like open to being inspired by things we're both media people both of us like seek inspiration from and motivation from film television music podcasts YouTube videos and uh, and books and like I think that when you really start to like let yourself take those pieces of inspiration and really let them fuel your fire if you're open with it it that's when the people happen that's when your people occur Mm -hmm. because you know people nothing nothing brings passion to your life like other passionate people like those things are like Mm -hmm. magnets for each other and um well and yeah and then you're able to provide value to them and i know like i get off calls and phone calls and podcasts with you and i'm like rearing to go even though it has nothing to do with our conversation it's like the energy between you know being at vidcon which is like really you know a, a convention if you don't know what it is for a video convention um based in like the digital media mm-hmm spectrum Mm -hmm. but like leaving that vidcon last year was my first one and like i literally was on a high for like three weeks of just like busting out content i was all about it and i think the ideal situation for me in the long run i'm sorry i have to burp (laughs) excuse me um that was a real um, daniel moment right there she does do that sometimes you do (laughs) um but no like i um In the long run, like, I think my long-term goal is to set myself up in a way that I can be around people that inspire me every day. That's not, that's a good goal. That's a good one. Isn't it? Yeah, I was... Like, I feel like it's something that, it doesn't require a monetary anything. I want to be around people that really love what they're doing in their life. Well, let's get really real with existence. And I mean, this is some deep stuff for what we usually get into, but what's more valuable... I'm loving it, though. What's more valuable in your life... Is it money or having life moments? And you know what creates life moments? Those people. I don't care. No matter what part of Amara in Seattle world I'm in, if I'm in the main channel, I'm in the travel channel, I'm in the vlog (laughs) channel, you know what it all really breaks down to? Adventure, as far as I can tell, is about people. Like, life is about people. It doesn't matter where you're traveling or what you're doing. It's about those, like, little moments. Experiences are great, but experiences when people are involved, 
that's 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 Make it so much what better. I call internet magic. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, so inspiration in general really comes from like for me personally, it comes from people that are passionate. Yeah. It comes from people that you know have an idea and go for it like there's no pondering there's no like questioning or whatever they're like i want to do this let's do it i just recently watched a um a podcast called the creative exchange Mm -hmm. that is started by a youtuber called her name's sarah dg Mm -hmm. and she deals a lot with tech and creativity and she just has like this really great ability to pull um, quality content out of people of all walks of life. She's a great interviewer. And she sat down with the woman that started Hintwater. Hmm. And her name is Kara. Kara uh, Golden, I believe. But, um, and she talked about really not knowing what Hint was going to become. She just scratched that itch and she created something that she saw a hole in the market for. Mm-hmm. And it was very inspirational. And this is a woman that literally makes bottled water. Yeah. Like, I I have no interest in ever starting a bottled water company. But there was so much inspiration that came off of her because she was passionate about what she was doing. And she hustled and she figured it out and she made it happen. And that's awesome. I totally agree. And before we, I know we're we're getting towards the edge of this podcast, but I want to, Mm -hmm. while we're talking about inspiring people and it's been uh, I love that naturally without discussing it this this sort of became about inspiring primarily women which is not surprising because yeah. like you and I are all about that world but you know like I we're all about future is we're female. all about some of that like pro ladies supporting ladies you know we were talking about this actually off off of off pod we were talking about the fact that um Mamrie Hart who I personally adore she's a YouTube creator and she's a comedian and she's Talk about brassy ladies, that girl. She deserves a drink. Anyway, um, she <laughs> does like great work, and I've seen her talk a number of times about women and how like she wants her sisters to support each other and to grow and to be the best they can be. So we all rise, and I think that's just mm-hmm. so inspiring and so honest. And Maine Town, I love you. I hope we get to chat someday. I'll buy you coffee. I promise. Or, or, or like <laughs> Irish coffee. That's like us. It's like a nice in between <laughs> space, um, but w- uh, well, and I think it, it's a you know that quote that rising tides lifts all ships, yeah. and I think if we can, you know, I I will support a male creator and 100%. a female creator and whatever like equality across the board. And my thing is, you know, when you think about the whole movement of like Times Up and the future is female and Me Too and all of these things, like at their core, it's not saying that men deserve less it's that we all deserve more that we can rise up and find a level of equality in that that does not it it removes the factor of our gender from our capabilities in an industry totally totally and to that end before we we leave this there's one more i need to bring up just because she's she's really girl you got she's a special case for me uh carrie brownstein (laughs) is someone that I feel the need to talk about. And I feel the need to talk about Carrie Brownstein partially because this is a podcast, and I found her through not the channels most people would suspect. I was going through, I at one point fell in love with NPR and decided I was going to re-listen to, like, NPR music. Like, all of it. Like, all of 
because I'm a bit of a completionist. I went way back into the archives because I wanted to see this evolution into what they were doing. And I didn't, I don't think I've listened, I've definitely not listened to all of it, but specifically into their, um, their like daily show or their like weekly show where they go over music. And back then, uh, at one point, Carrie Brownstein, recently off of Slater Kinney's first run, had got a job there and she was on a music show and she had such great opinions about music and she was saying stuff I'd never heard a female say about like how sound can work and like what awesome music can be and like how you can like bands that other people don't like and you should proudly do that and she'd stand up for her opinions really strongly and I was just all I didn't even know her last name at this point I was all about like my favorite character out of the four of them was Carrie that's what I knew (laughs) right like I knew I loved Carrie's opinion and then a couple weeks later somebody was telling me about I'd gotten really off to the side without knowing who she was really interested in riot girl music um, because there's a piece of that that comes from Olympia Washington which is nearby um, and I'd gotten really interested in that because I love punk rock and I love alternative music. I love all kinds of music, but specifically kind of the, the grungy uh, drop D function of like electric guitars. So I got interested in that off to the side and had heard of this band called Slater Kitty. It was kind of into them. Again, didn't know it was Carrie Brownstein. Didn't know. And then later, um, around the exact same time, uh, Portlandia had just launched and I live in Seattle and it was hilarious. <laughs> it was because they're like our rival slash sister city and I'm an Oregonian by birth. So I have a strong relationship with like this <laughs> duality between these two places. And my older, my cool <laughs> older brother lived in Portland when I was growing up. So I already had this like rose colored glasses view of Portland. <laughs> and they're like, so they're singing about the dream of the 90s. And I'm like, I love the 90s. I still wear plaid. This is great. I live in Seattle. This is about Portland. So it can be funny. Anyway, loved oh that. God. That's where I learned her name. But there was a day when somebody was like, Amara, the, you know that's like Carrie Brownstein like from Portlandia. And like that suddenly that string of those three things that were like three places I'm really interested all zoomed into this one person. So she came to Seattle. She did a performance um, with uh, like the Seattle art what was it like an art fair I think and she and um, Kyle McLaughlin of Twin Peaks sat on a panel and talked about Pacific Northwest placemaking and it's like it's like the world just decided to make me a personal present called Amara (laughs) please go and be and sit there and listen to Carrie Brownstein talk about how cool it is to live in Washington State with Kyle McLaughlin and they just like riffed on each other for a whole chunk of time and afterwards she signed my book and she told me she liked my click pen because it had the multicolors and she liked getting to choose them so that's the end of my super fangirl story but um no I think that's awesome and I think it's really cool to be able to find these little pockets Mm because I didn't really know about her until i started talking to you yeah. and like i've since I you know her kind so of much. really yeah. i enjoy her now yeah. and you know finding these little like dare i say the word niche <laughs> um yeah. but like areas where it's specific to you and it's specific to your um life and your background mm-hmm. and your wants and your desires and finding inspiration off of that is really kind of amazing yeah so Thank you guys so much for watching this episode or listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd love to know what inspires you. What 
really pushes you to get up and hustle. So uh, feel free to hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook or we'll have an iTunes. We have an iTunes. We're official. We're big kids. <laughs> um, so head on over to iTunes and give us a review. We'll be, you know, shouting people out and you can hit us up on Anchor and give us a call in. Um, we don't post these episodes to Anchor, but feel free to call us and then we will move them into the episode. We have the technology. And maybe we'll start. We will use it. Yeah, maybe we'll start posting them on Anchor. I just not yet. I'm still learning, not yet, y'all. Yes. We're getting <laughs> um, there. But but yeah. So um, you know what inspires you, and I hope that we can provide a little inspiration to you guys to get out and really go after what you love and you know seek out that inspiration and that passion in your life and today was you know a little more of a a deeper episode Mm -hmm. but it was really exciting for me because I you know this is very close to what we have conversations on yeah and so if you like this let us know and we'll do it more and follow us Um, be part of this journey with us we are as I am a person who's inspired by community all the time so be part of that yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have, we're both individual creators and then we also have our channels and you'll find all of the information on social media down in the show notes. And yeah, so we will see you all next Wednesday. Bye. See you then. Bye.